Welcome to the Christ Academy podcast with Jeff Wong, where you'll receive inspiring ideas and stories as we explore the journey of faith in Christ. And it leads us to this place now of the MT12 talk. And guys, we're going to head into the MT12 talk. Last week, we did we did a, an MT12 talk that was a transition into this week. Um and heading into the book, but th- today we're going to do an introduction. So last week was a, the transition from Luke to Acts. Today I'm going to really focus on the first four verses of the book of Acts, and it'll be a, a bit of an intro. It's not going to be that technical. Um, Ruben did the Bible backgrounds for this week, and that's going to be on after uh, release later on today, and that will give you a, some really great background to the book of Acts as you begin Acts 1 for this next week in the life groups. But today, it's this. we're, we're going to do a little bit of an intro with a certain emphasis in it. And the, the subtitle of today's message is Waiting and Expecting. Both these things, waiting and expecting, and this is what's happening in the beginning here. And so if you remember, we are transitioning from the book of Luke, written by Dr. Luke, to the book of Acts, also written by Dr. Luke. If... if the Gospel of Luke or the Book of Luke is the life is about the life and the birth of Christ, then Acts is about the life and birth of the church, the body of Christ, the community of Christ, the one the the people who are called out. It's the ecclesia is it's is being born. And so it's a transition also from Christ to where Christ is the main figure of the Godhead to a transition of him sending the one that he's, he mentioned that he would send, and this is the Holy Spirit. So the main star of the show in the Gospel of Luke was Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And then the main star of the show in the book of Acts is the Spirit of God. And and so as Jesus, as Jesus ascended to heaven, uh, before that he told he told his followers that they're not to leave Jerusalem. Remember, remember most of them for, were from Galilee, um, which was which was north, and they they went through Samaria. They went from Galilee through Samaria and then to Jerusalem. And as Jesus was ascending, he said, "You keep waiting. You keep waiting in Jerusalem. You keep waiting for Jerusalem for the gift that I'm going to send you." And uh, they had no, I. I I was going to say they had no idea, but the truth is like they, they had some sort of idea, but they, they didn't know to what degree um, this was going to affect them. They didn't know how powerful this gift was. There's times when Jesus even said that, like, I need to go so that you can, so that the, you will receive, you will receive the Spirit. And, um, and it's a powerful time because Jesus even said that you're going to do even more powerful things than me. And I have this sense in my spirit for us as a community that God is going to do some really powerful things in our community. And I'm calling on him to unleash his power and that, and that, certain, things are, that certain things would happen that, that we haven't experienced or that you haven't experienced personally. And that just something is going to, that, that, that the Holy Spirit is going to do something that will be amazing and awe-inspiring for us as a community and that we would be empowered because the Holy Spirit living in us. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of us get baptized in the Spirit if you haven't been before. And um, in Reuben's Bible background to, 
for that will come out later today. He even talks about what what that is a little bit. All right, what's the difference between that and just being water baptized? Two different things. So hello to everyone who is with us live right now during the filming of this. Hello and shout out to Sandy in Alberta and Rebecca in Alberta and some of the people here who are local here, Kim, Ruben, Lil, Eric, and and then there's there's a bunch of uh, guests that are watching as well. Um, hello to the to the guests watching, and then there's also local here, Mel and UG for out in Burnaby, and then I see Remy online from the UK. Uh, hello to Remy, and if the family's watching, hello Ivana and Renee, and then also Chancy. Hello, Chancy in Kamloops, man. Kamloops is such a beautiful place. I was just looking. Uh, I was just looking at some um, online, some properties, what they look like in Kamloops. It's such a beautiful place there. But um, thank you for participating online, everybody, and um, and all you guys on demand that are watching on demand later on. Let's let's open ourselves up, guys. Let's open us up ourselves to the Spirit of God, what God wants to speak to us about. Whenever, whenever you hear a sermon or what we call an empty 12 talk, I want you to be asking God, taking ownership and taking initiative and asking God, God, what do you want to say to me right now? But don't only... Don't end just there. Ask God, what do you want to say to us as a community? You might even want to say, ask God, like, God, what do you want to say to us as a city or us as a country or to us as humanity right now? And then ask God, give me ears to listen, God. Open up my spiritual ears. Open up my spiritual eyes to see to see from a perspective in the spiritual. And as we do that, then, then God, is, God hears our invitation and then if he opens up our ears, our spiritual ears, our spiritual eyes, then we'll receive something. We'll receive a revelation from God. And then and then God may even have us, our, the Holy Spirit of God may even prompt us to share that with other people because some of this might be relevant to other people. So as we engage with the scriptures right now, make sure that you're taking initiative and asking God to speak. Don't just take this at face value. You see Jeff Wong on the screen don't take this as face value that this is just Jeff Wong speaking and all we're after is Jeff Wong. Some of us don't like Jeff Wong as much. Some of us love Jeff Wong, but who cares? Like the most important thing is that the Holy Spirit of God speaks through. It, he will speak through Jeff Wong, but he'll speak through the scriptures. However he speaks, he'll speak within you. And that's what we're after the most is this is the, is God speaking to us right now and giving us a word and how does this word relate to today that's what we're after that's what we're after in this message that's what we're after when we tell stories that's what we're after when we give examples and that's what we're doing today as we head into the acts when I say the acts what I mean is the acts of the apostles sometimes it's called the acts of the apostles because the apostles what is an apostle what is a disciple let's go back to disciple Disciple means, it, it comes from the Greek word mathetes. It means someone who's a, a learner or a student. So that's why sometimes we, we call ourselves students of Jesus here uh, in this community of more than 12. We're students of Jesus. We're disciples of Jesus. We're not just, we're not just 
believers. We don't just believe in our heads and go and live life a completely different way. We're students of Jesus. We study under him and we follow his direction and his teachings. We're students of Jesus. But mathetes or disciple is a follower or a student of Jesus. We're followers of Jesus, students of Jesus. Now, what does apostle mean? Those those 12 that began to follow Jesus closely, they were called disciples or students of Jesus. The 72 beyond them, they were also disciples of Jesus, the broader community, the broader group. And then Jesus, when we, when we head into the book of Acts, Jesus was would uh, Jesus's um, I should say Dr. Luke is referring to some of these guys as apostles because the word apostle if if the word disciple means student the word apostle means someone who's sent out they're sent out for a purpose and so Acts is the Acts of the apostles it's recorded by Dr. Luke to show what what it, what happened in the lives of the apostles the ones that were sent out who and and who spread the the message of of Jesus virally and it just it just spread it just spread like anything and as it's as we read through acts 1 2 3 and and so forth you're going to see some powerful things especially if you've been reading and the gospels and tracing along with us because if you have and if you've watched the chosen then you know that some of these guys, like Simon Peter, like Matthew, like you're going to see God work powerfully through these guys and through other guys who come into the picture. And it's going to be powerful. And I want you to really see yourself in the book of Acts and see us as a community. We're called more than 12. There was a change and in, 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 et cetera. And, and you'll, you'll see that in, in Ruben's Bible background, which you'll see in the social media if you of in any of our social media accounts with more than 12. All right, so we're heading to the book of Acts. We're going to go into the first four verses of chapter 1 together right now. And by the way, some of the tools to be able to do that, and I hope that you're getting stuff out of it. I know that some that a lot of you, especially in life groups, are getting a lot out of our scripture readings as you're using the SOAPS tool. And then and then you're coming back to life group and you're able to speak to share that and then it's speaking to other people God's using his word to speak through you to other people so this is powerful and we're going to continue and uh, along with this so let's go to the first let's go to the and um, and if you want to get this this translation for yourself you can go to biblegateway.com and uh, it's right it's right there and then by the way we introduced to the Monday life group some some study tools that are available for a really cheap price at BibleGateway.com. It has nothing to do with us. We don't make money from that or anything like that. It's super cheap and uh, and super powerful tools. We're going to introduce that to the Wednesday Life Group and the Thursday Life Group. We didn't get a chance last week, but we will. We won't leave you guys out. Don't worry about that. And uh, and it's going to really help you. And I'm hoping it's on our own at home and um, or wherever we read them that we use a soaps tool. That's not That's not homework. Make sure you guys don't see it that way because that's not what we're doing. If we give you a Bible study, we'd give you all kinds of questions about that help you dig scriptures, not in the bleachers, and uh, and they're meant to be on the field playing the game, and so we come back and we contribute. All right, so here's Acts 1, verses 1 to 4. 
the voice translation, if you want to view it for yourself, uh, go to BibleGateway.com, look up that translation. All right, so feel free to read this with me. And when we read the scriptures, it's not just reading. It's, it's our pleasure, our honor to read the living, powerful Word of God. It's actually, it's, it's, a, it's living. And it has this close relationship with Jesus. John 1, if you remember when we went, when we went through John, the first chapter, said that John, uh, it said that the Word was with God and the Word was God. And the Word being Logos and God being Jesus, the, the Son of God. The Son of the Father. Okay, so let's read that together. This is the Word of God. So verse 1. To a lover of God, Theophilus, in my first book, I recounted the events of Jesus' life, his actions, his teachings, from the beginning of his life until he was taken up into heaven. After his great suffering and vindication, he showed his apostles that he was alive appearing to them repeatedly over a period of 40 days, giving them many convincing proofs of his resurrection. Let's go to the next page. As before, he spoke constantly of the kingdom of God. During these appearances, promise of the Father. Let me just pause for one second because I just got a note from our, a word from our team that live stream keeps going offline um, on our live stream studio software, it's continuing to go. So if you guys are experiencing problems, maybe try refreshing the browser. Maybe it's a problem with the church online platform. I am not sure, but, um, see what you can do guys on your end. I'm going to keep speaking and we'll go from there. Okay. So let me, let me just, uh, actually let's take a moment and let's just, let's just pray. Uh, by the way, Rebecca asked, can I refresh? I can't refresh the software that we're broadcasting from. It doesn't really work like that. Um, I'm not sure what's going on here. Let me let me just do a, actually do a test real long, like a bandwidth test real quick on my browser and see if there's a problem here. Um, and I will, it seems like our download speed is super, is, is, is fast going it's full speed but let me see our upload that's really important um that's testing it right now yeah our, our upload speed's going really well so we got very very fast internet here for this purpose um but i'm going to continue on okay so refresh your browsers do whatever you need to do you can always come back to this later for parts that you missed because it's recorded anyways guys Okay, so I just, want to, I just want to emphasize a few things from this scripture. So I'm going to go back to verse 1. And so Dr. Luke, he, he writes this intro, says, To a lover of God, so this, this is a follower of God that he's writing to, and other people will read this, of course. But he says, he, he mentions the name Theophilus. That's where we get, that's, the Theo is related to God. It's where we get the idea of theology or the study of God. Theophilus, um, it may be related to the word phileo, which is, the, which is brotherly love. Maybe his name means uh, someone who's a brother in God. I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm just looking at this and thinking about it as we speak. But 
uh, Theophilus, and he says in my first book, so he's referring, when he says this, he's referring to the book of Luke, the gospel of Luke, which we just finished as a community. So he's saying, I wrote the, the, that first book, part one, which is the gospel of Luke, and now I'm, I'm, here's part two. So I recounted the events of Jesus' life in the first book, his actions, his teachings, from the beginning of his life until he was taken up into heaven. So all the way from the birth, all the way to the ascension and everything in between. Of course, Dr. Luke couldn't record everything. Mark couldn't record everything. Matthew couldn't record everything. John couldn't record any everything. So we have all these different perspectives and accounts of what happened and is valuable. It fills in the greater picture, and we still don't have the full picture, but we have a lot. So, his, uh, he recorded his actions, his teachings from the beginning of his life until he was taken up to heaven in the ascension. After his great suffering and vindication, he showed his apostles that he was alive. He rose again, guys. That's the power of the resurrection. He rose again. And then um, he showed that he was alive. And then I don't know if you, if, you, if, if you caught this the first time when you read it or if you knew this before or not, but uh, he kept on appearing to them repeatedly over a period of 40 days. He was with them, with them here and there for 40 whole days. It wasn't just a matter of one day or two days or three days or four days. He was with them for 40 days and he interacted with them. And we have all these accounts. And he gave them many convincing proofs of his resurrection, including to Thomas, who was also known, for, because of what he said, was known as being doubting Thomas because he needed proof. He wasn't going to believe until he could put his finger in, in the side where Jesus was, was poked with a spear or put, a, put his fingers through the holes in Jesus' hands from being nailed in the cross. He gave lots of proofs. It says, the scripture here says many proofs, so we don't know what exactly what those proofs are, but that was one of them, and there must have been many, many beyond that. All right, so let's continue on here. The next part of the scripture says, as before, he spoke constantly of the kingdom of God. And you guys would have noticed that when we went, when we went through the gospel of Matthew, when we went through the gospel of John, when we went through the gospel of Luke, we noticed that Jesus, he didn't talk about heaven that much. He didn't talk about the church because it didn't exist yet. But what he talked about and what was important to him, and he kept emphasizing this, was the kingdom of God. And it's so interesting that that. Fast forward to today that we often talk about church. We keep talking about church or we talk about this or we talk about that. But Jesus talked about the kingdom of God and that's what we ought to talk about. Jesus taught us and it's one of our core values values from Matthew. It's, he said to seek first the kingdom of God. We call that the great responsibility at more than 12. In life, life works way better. It's like, a, it's, 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 it's like the secret sauce. Life works way better when we seek First, the kingdom of God, that the, when that is our priority. It's not your boyfriend. It's not your girlfriend. It's not your school. It's not your career. It's not your husband. It's not your wife. It's not your hobbies. We seek first the kingdom of God. Then our school, our work, our hobbies, our boyfriend, our relationship with our boyfriend or our girlfriend, or our relationship with our husband or our wife or our kids or our parents or our friends, they all... And, and our finances, 
These all work together when we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That means living right. And then all these things just work. It just works. It's like the engine of a car. If you don't pay attention, if the engine of the car is not working, the whole thing's not going to work properly. It needs to work properly. That's the great responsibility. And so we seek first the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus talked about. So this scripture says that, as before, he spoke constantly of the kingdom of God. In our vocabulary, guys, we've got to change our vocabulary to be constantly talking about the kingdom of God. We've got to change our prayers. Our prayers ought to be speaking about the kingdom of God. And, and, and in fact, Jesus taught that when he taught us how to pray. Your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. That's what happens when the kingdom of God comes about. And so the kingdom of God isn't just something that's going to appear in the future. It's already started. And the kingdom of God is around us. And the scriptures that Jesus taught us when it talks about the kingdom of God is that how do you, how do you, how do you, how do you interact with the kingdom of God? There's times where he taught that you receive the kingdom of God. The other times where you, you enter into the kingdom of God. And it's a spiritual kingdom. It's not a physical kingdom that you see. It's more like the wind. It's, it's more like the internet. Like, it's more like electricity. Like, you don't, you don't see, you don't see it. And so, the kingdom of God is invisible. It's spiritual. And as, but when we pray for God's kingdom to come, when we start, when we live our lives with, under Jesus' direction, we call that obedience, then the kingdom of God comes about in our lives. But we have to seek it first. Seek first the kingdom of God. And when we do that, amazing things happen. This week at the Wednesday Life Group, although we had so many technical problems, man, it was, we were just having these God moments, and then we kept having all these technical problems. And we wondered, is, is this is there? Is this some is there spiritual warfare going on right now that's causing spirit, that's causing all these technical problems with each one of us there at that time in different ways? It's crazy, and we had a lot of a te, a sp- technical, maybe spiritual attacks, technical problems, maybe spiritual attacks before this service too, because I think God has something important for us, and the devil is trying to disrupt it. But one of the things we said at Wednesday uh, that we talked about at Wednesday Life Group, we talked about luck. And one of our one of our members of our life group said we, she just she had just had amazing luck this past week, and so Eric, the leader of our life group, challenged challenged her to consider, like maybe that's not luck, maybe it's God. That's uh, it's funny whenever you start to seek first the kingdom of God, and whenever you start to pray in faith, and you have others praying in faith, somehow we start to get way more lucky. We start to get way more. Lucky, if you know what I mean, and it's not luck. It's like one of our one of our people in our community has said he doesn't believe in luck, and uh, and like I don't know, maybe I'm somewhere in between. Maybe there's times where we're just lucky, but I just know that once I began following Jesus as a student of Jesus, as a disciple, I just start getting more and more and more and more and more lucky to the point that I know it's not luck. This is what happens with the kingdom of God that Jesus was speaking about. So he spoke constantly about the kingdom of God. During this, these appearances, he had instructed his chosen messengers through the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit directed Jesus to instruct them what to do. And then number four, verse four, 
prohibiting them from leaving Jerusalem. So they had to wait in Jerusalem. And that's going to be an important point um, that I'm going to share about in a moment. Um, but rather requiring them to wait there until they received what he called the promise of the Father. So if you get this, God is promising the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus let them know, give them the heads up, guys, someone is coming after me. And if I don't leave, that one person is not coming. And so this is important. And I use the word person, by the way, God, guys, on purpose. It's the person of the Father, the person of the Son, the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not just a force, like some cults believe, the ones that knock on your door. The Holy Spirit is a person. Jesus is a person. And He's God. He's the Son of God, God the Father. He's a part of the Godhead. He's not... He's 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 he he's not a mortal like us. He's not in that sense like what some cults believe. He's not the spirit brother of Satan like some cults believe. This is where the devil uses cults and tries to distort the meaning of these of these things that are so important. And so we got to understand that. And so guys, let me share with you two things and you got that you got these two things in the heading but I want to kind of drill down and take us deeper with these two things. And the first one, the first one is this. The first thing I want us to think about and to reflect on is the idea of waiting. So Jesus told, he told his students, he said, he said, he said to them, don't leave Jerusalem. They don't go back to Galilee. Don't go back to Samaria not at that not not until you receive who you're supposed to receive because the spirit of god is going to meet you and going to be with you and going to empower you and so they would just waited so god through god the father through god the son gave instructions to the disciples to wait and this is such an important thing it was an important thing for them because God was going to unleash something that was so important and so powerful. If it wasn't for what for what what was to come by way of the Holy Spirit of God, there's so many things in the book of Acts that wouldn't have taken place. It would have looked very ordinary. It would have looked very natural instead of very supernatural, which is what happened. It would look very powerless instead of very powerful. If they didn't wait, you see, they didn't have to wait. They could have just, they could have just said, "Hey, we've heard enough. We got what we need. Let's go." Some of them might have been thinking, "Hey, we gotta, we can't just wait for what Jesus said. We gotta go and we gotta spread the news. Let's go." Some of them may not have believed. Maybe they didn't have to believe, and so they could have gone and left as well. But Jesus was instructing them to wait. And this has significance for us, because I think we're in this we're, we're we're in this transition of waiting for the power of God to release. We went through three of the four gospels, guys, and what comes after all four gospels is the Book of Acts and the unleashing of the Holy Spirit. And so, as for us as a community, let's wait for the power of God to be released. I want to draw another application from this for you guys. 
Sometimes God gives us promises. Sometimes the promises that are from the scriptures. Sometimes the promises that you don't even know about because you didn't read the scriptures. Sometimes they're promises that you read about and you've taken for yourself and God is going to give them to you. But sometimes we're not patient. Sometimes we're not, we're not willing to wait for the timing of God. Sometimes we're like, is God really with me? Where's God in this? I don't sense his power. I don't feel him. I don't have Behind all that, it's like, I don't have emotions. What's going on? Like, I don't have emotions when it comes to God. God doesn't need your emotions to work, people. But when he gives you a promise, you can take that to the bank. But before you go to the bank, make sure the bank is open. Make sure it's the right timing. Look at your spiritual watch and make sure it's the right timing that God is giving. We need to wait. Sometimes if you don't wait, you go too early and you completely miss out. Sometimes you go too early and you feel like, hey, I want to go and I want to go and help this person in their life, or I want to go share the gospel. But the Holy Spirit is saying, wait, but you don't you're impatient or you're not listening. You're either impatient or you're not listening, and so you go. You go and you didn't wait and you didn't experience the power of God or the provision of God. We gotta know when to wait. Because just like in the case of the apostles or the disciples, there was something coming about. There was something just around the corner, and it was important. It was so important. And you're going to read about that as we head into when we spend more time in, in the rest of chapter 1 next week. And as you do that in, in your life groups, and for those of you guys that are just following along and not a part of life group, go and read chapter 1 this week and ask God to speak to you through it. But God challenges us at times to wait, to actively wait. Wait with the second point that I want to share with you today. And this is important. And by the way, guys, personally, like I hate waiting. Jeff Wong does not like to wait. There's I. Even at my age right now, man, there's times where I am so impatient. I mean, I have grown in my patience, but I'm nowhere where I need to be. Even though I've lived for a few decades, I feel like my patience grew like it grew a ton. But man, there's so much more to grow when I'm reflective of my actions and what I do. Sometimes I'm super impatient with our puppy, who's almost a non-puppy right now, whatever you call that, an adult. It's almost almost a year. Sometimes I'm impatient with God and his timing. Sometimes I'm wondering, why aren't you working in this way right now, God? Why aren't you working powerfully in this moment right now, God? Other times I'm impatient with people. And everyone's on a journey. And we got to learn to be more patient with people. That requires waiting sometimes. Everyone has their own timing. People and God have their own timing, and we just got to wait. But let's go to let's go to the second point right here. It's not only about waiting, but it's about expecting. There's something about that that idea of expecting. It has more to it than just expecting, if you will. To me, expecting has has this weight to it that involves faith. 
And as the scriptures say, it's Im- without faith, it's impossible to, ple- to, to please God. Faith is that important. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Think about it. Right now, do a self-assessment in your head. On a scale of zero all the way to 10, where would you put your faith in when it comes to things of God? Would you put it at one? Would you put it at two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Where would you put your faith, your level of faith? Is it a three? Is it a seven? If it's at a three, it's going to be really difficult for you to please God because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Another thing about faith is that Jesus said that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, I wasn't planning this, guys, but like I, I don't, I've never grown mustard, but I grow microgreens. I grow broccoli microgreens. I grow um, radish microgreens. I grow pea microgreens or pea shoots. And so I see how small of a seed something starts off as. Not every seed is like this. It grows a, a way bigger end product. The reason I'm looking over here is because I have my bottle of seeds. Hold on. Let me get it for you. I take my seeds and I put them in these little containers where I can open them or I can flip them open. And then when I want to plant them, I can just shake them into their trays because I grow them hydroponically with water. But if I take out if I take out a seed right now, this is these are broccoli seeds. Man, a brock as big as a broccoli plant is or a floret or whatever whatever you call them like you get when you go to the, when you go to the, the, the when you go to the grocery store or whatever or the market you buy broccoli and it's you know it's yay big it's so big but it comes from a seed that is so 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 small i want to show you how small this is this is a broccoli this is a broccoli seed it's that small that's crazy it's that small it's that small. And I don't know how big a mustard seed is. I know it's I know it's very very small. But Jesus said when it comes to faith, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, then you could say to these mountains whatever and the mountains would obey you. And so that's a challenge to us guys. Man, I'm losing all these seeds rolling all over the place, but guys when it comes to faith, we got to have. When it comes to expecting from God, we got to have faith. And if our faith meter is only at three or four or five, we have so much room to grow. And we we have to operate. We have to operate in our spiritual journey. We have to operate with faith, more faith in our expecting, expecting that when you read this in the scriptures, that you're expecting that this can happen now, and you're praying for it and asking for it. And we're asking for it as a community, and we're expecting that this can happen. Same thing when you're asking for a healing for yourself or for other people. You've got to have this expectation, and the expectation has got to have faith. It's got to have faith. A part of expecting, too, is that we've got to want it. We've got to want the things of God. We want so much in our lives, the things that have nothing to do with God, or even that, even if they come from God, they're so non-important in the bigger scheme of things. For some of us, 
We're so excited about certain songs that are going to be released. We're so excited about certain products that are coming. We're so excited about a certain iPhone that is about to release, be released. We're so excited about a certain basketball game. We're so excited about receiving a raise. We're so excited about so many different things, but for some of us, our excitement is nothing when it comes to the things that are spiritual. We got to have this expectation, like what, what the disciples, what the apostles had as they're waiting in Jerusalem. They had this expectation of what was coming about because they took Jesus at his word that, that he was going to be sending the gift of the Holy Spirit that comes from the Father. And this is exactly what God wants to do in this season with us as a community, with us as a church, and also with you. And it goes beyond that, guys. Because it's not just for you. It's not just for you. God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit so we can have an impact in this world. We can, have an, we can, we can produce fruit in this world. We can make this world a better place. We can, we can be a blessing to the people around us to the, and, to, and to our communities around us and to our city and to our world. So that you can be a blessing in your social media, so you can be a blessing in your family, in your school, in your work, and so forth. We need to be expecting. We need to be expecting what we see, what we read in the scriptures, what we hear from God. This is so important. And it involves it involves faith. It involves this excitement. It involves this looking forward. Where is your expectation when it comes to God and when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to the things of the kingdom in your life? Where would you rate yourself when it comes to expectations, expecting things from God? Would you rate yourself like A, meaning I have these great expectations from God and I'm super pumped and excited and have a lot of faith for it? Or would it be B, like mediocre, it's okay, it's, I don't even say it's okay, it's blah, eh, it's like that. Or is it like see like it's non-existent i have no expectation when it comes to god i'm just trying to attend church i'm just trying to read my bible i'm just trying to be a believer <laughs> i hate it i don't i was going to say i hate believer people who are just believers i don't hate those people but i hate the idea of just being a believer we have to have this, these expectations that what we read about Christ, what we learn as students of Jesus, that we have these expectations that these things are for us. It's for more than 12. It's for more than the 12. It's for us. It's for not just then. It's for today. It's for the here. It's for the now. It's for me. It's for you. It's for my family. It's for my community and for my world. God is trying to teach us how to wait, guys. Teaching us how to wait. Wait for His Holy Spirit. Wait for His power. Not just do it in our own power. And He's teaching us how to wait with expectation. A big expectation. A big expectation that God is going to do powerful things because the Spirit of God is going to be unleashed within you and you will do things even greater than Christ. Are you expecting that? 
Are you expecting right now in this season for God to do more powerful, more amazing, more supernatural things in your life than you have experienced this far, thus far, so far? If not, maybe it's time to raise the expectations. Maybe it's time to raise the expectations, guys. Because God wants to do that right now. The devil knows it. That's why he's trying to screw everything up. He's trying to screw up the bandwidth and make it laggy. He's trying to screw up the software. He's trying to screw up. I had a my in-ear monitor connected to the rest of the service wasn't that wasn't working. One of our team members, Eric, he's having problems with his computer that he didn't have problems with before. Like there's all then there's all kinds of problems that just keep happening, all kinds of things trying to prevent us. It's like some, there's something that's trying to prevent. It's almost like, you know, I might, if I wasn't, if, if I wasn't awake to the Holy Spirit, I might say, it's almost like something's trying to prevent us. It is something trying to prevent us. It's the, it's the devil trying to prevent the things of God from happening in your life because he knows the power of God and what it can do in your life. This is what God wants to do with you, with me, this season. Let's be waiting for it. Let's wait. It's coming soon, very soon. And let's be expecting. May God give us His revelation and His power in proportion to our expectation. In two ways, both individually for you, like individually, personally, privately, but also for us as a community. So let's raise our expectations so that God can give us more. We can experience them more tangibly than we have ever before, more practically than ever before. May He give us revelation more than He's ever given us before. And may He empower us to live out the kingdom of God more powerfully than ever before. By the way, I forgot. When I was when we were reading about the kingdom of God, the question came in my mind. Like when we're gonna when we're to seek first the kingdom of God, I mean, what is like what is the kingdom of kingdom of God and how do you seek it? Especially if it's invisible. Let me just be clear. The kingdom of God is when Jesus is king. And so the kingdom of God in your life is when Jesus is king in your life. I don't mean he's a spectacle. I don't mean that he's someone that you enjoy seeing pictures of or or depictions of. I don't mean I don't mean any of those things. I mean that you make him the one that you honor in your life. You make him the one that is in charge that is that has the ultimate say in your life. When you do that, you're living out the kingdom of God. It's happening. You're receiving the kingdom of God within you or you are entering into the kingdom of God. Think about it like this. When you're, going, when, when you're making the kingdom of God happen, you are entering king, you're entering kingdom of God mode. Kingdom of God mode. Kingdom mode. Think of it like that. And so when you seek first the kingdom of God, You're seeking for Jesus to be king in your life. And collectively, we're doing that so that Jesus is king of our community. When when a nation does that, and we should pray for that, guys, 
When a nation does that, it's Jesus being king of our nation, no matter who's prime minister, no matter who's president, no matter who is the monarchy, the human monarchy. We want to make Jesus king, and we want to experience the kingdom of God. And we will wait for it, and we will expect it, because Jesus is teaching us waiting, and he's teaching us expecting. And so next week, guys, we're going to go we're going to dive deep into Acts 1. But today was a little bit of an intro. Make sure you t- make sure you search later on and put you in, and also look in the WhatsApp groups. We'll, we'll post links. Look for the Bible backgrounds that will give you more kind of technical backgrounds on Luke 1. And may God in this series as we go through the book of Acts, may he just unleash according to his purposes. And in proportion to our expectations, our faith, may he unleash power and revelation. May your testimony change, guys. May your testimony change because of what you're about to experience. This is going to be the good stuff, and I can't wait for it. Thank you for journeying, journeying with us, guys. This is going to be good. Let me pray for us, and we'll call it we'll call it an end. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to live amongst humanity. Thank you that he lived a sinless life. Thank you that because of his sinlessness, he could be substituted as a sacrifice for us, for our sins. And so on the altar that we call the cross, he was slain, his blood was shed. And the wrath of God, the justice of God was satisfied. And then we were received and we were clothed in Christ's righteousness. So when you see us in our in our sin, you see that if we have faith in Jesus, then you see the righteousness, the white robes of Jesus. And so we are clean and cleansed. For, for all of us, Lord, we confess right now the sins of this past week, past month, the any of the gluttony, any of the lack of compassion, any of the lying, any of the unforgiveness, any of the lust, whatever the sin may be, forgive us, cleanse us, purify us from all unrighteousness, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, God. And I pray for your blessings to be on our community and those that are tuning in. And I pray that great things will happen as we journey through the book of Acts, even greater things than any of us has expected before. We have faith for that. We're waiting and we're expecting and we're doing it in Jesus' name.